Welcome to Energy Matters, exploring awakening to your authentic self and finding purpose through mind, body, and soul. With your hosts, Cody Edner and David Gandelman. Brought to you by IntuitiveVision.net and GroundedMind.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Energy Matters. And what could be more exciting than having one Gandelman on the show? Having two Gandelmans on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I am here with David and Hello. his brother, Alan. Hey, great to have you here. Hey, everyone. Yeah, thanks, so thanks. we have the infamous Big Al Gandelman on the show today. We just we decided uh, we wanted to do an episode on CBD because it's so, you know, in in the media right now. It's in the popular mind. Everybody seems to be using it, especially where I live in LA. They put it in their drinks. They put it in their oxygen. They put it in their baby formula. In their they spritz it. Food, it's everywhere. In jam. They spritz it on the salad. They've got it in IVs, and I'm like, what is this? massive cbd movement going on and it turns out my brother is one of the foremost cbd experts out there uh he just had a really cool article in the wall street journal about him and his farm he did a press conference with senator chuck schumer uh they're promoting it in upstate new york and he's doing so much other amazing work and he or he farms it organically so he grows it himself he processes it he bottles it he sells it the whole way through. And we wanted to have him on the show one, so he could make fun of me and uh, let everyone know the real side of, of who I am. And two, to actually educate us on CBD. So Al, thank you so much for taking time out of your super busy day of bossing other people around. I mean, growing CBD and uh, coming here to, to share with us. So maybe we could, could we just start by you having explained by having you explain to us exactly what CBD is, like how is it derived? Where does it come from? Is it different than marijuana? Uh, some people maybe have no idea. Yeah, absolutely. We can start there. So uh, I have an organic vegetable farm is how I got into farming about eight years ago. And two years ago, three years ago now, I got uh, super sick with Lyme disease. And one of the only things that helped all my symptoms was taking CBD oil. I had really bad arthritis, insomnia. And so the CBD oil I was getting from Colorado really turned me around within a couple months. And it just so happened that at that time, New York legalized growing uh, industrial hemp, which is where you how what you grow to make CBD. And so I was one of the first uh, people in New York State to get licensed to grow hemp and to also process and make CBD oil a couple years ago. So traditionally, when people think of industrial hemp, they think of like really tall plants that look like bamboo. And there's there's a couple different kinds of industrial hemp. There's the kind for fiber, uh, which is like clothes. So like my shirt is actually made out of hemp. And then there's the kind of industrial... (laughs) (laughs) and then there's also the kind of industrial hemp that is used for seed and grain that goes into like hemp cheese or hemp milk and those kinds of things and now the third kind of industrial hemp is grown to make cbd and so if you looked at our hemp field it would be like you were looking at a really really large marijuana farm and the only real difference between what we're growing and what you know you would buy in the dispensary is that our THC levels are under 0.3%, which is the 
legal limit for THC in industrial hemp. Anything above 0.3, and then you're at, you know, you're in marijuana and you're technically breaking the law. Wow. So we're, yeah, we use special uh, genetics to get these really nice, beautiful looking uh, plants. They're kind of like bushes, just like marijuana. They're all the flower parts, all the buds with no seeds. And so what people have been breeding for the past couple of years are these feminized, really high CBD plants. And they have a ton of medicinal compounds, not just the CBD, but all the different cannabinoids and all the different terpenes, the things like that you're smelling, like the pine smell or whatever. And so that's what we do. We only grow this one specialized uh, industrial hemp CBD variety, and we grow about 40 acres of it. And so when people drive by our field, a lot of times we hear them yelling out their car window, holy crap, look at all that wheat. You can't tell <laughs> the difference. <laughs> There's literally... They all look no, alike. That's I've crazy. been in the field. You're in a field of marijuana. It smells like it. It looks like it. It feels like it. The only way to tell the difference is if you actually put it in a lab and tested it. And Al, didn't you have to bring the police force over to the farm to show them <laughs> it wasn't marijuana? I did. We invited the sheriffs, the state troopers, all the local cops for a tour to show them what we were doing. And uh, their jaws just dropped to the ground because obviously they've never seen anything like it. And we tried <laughs> passing around some of the leaves of the plant so they could hold them. <laughs> they refused to touch our uh, our industrial hemp CBD. I plant. bet they did. So oh, funny. yeah. <laughs> and and you know the thing is with that with that point three percent, it won't get you high. So you could smoke it and smoke it and smoke it and. Uh, you'll feel a little relaxed because that's kind of the properties of CBD, but you're not uh, going to get high. And so yeah. we've actually had people come out to the farm and steal our hemp and uh, <laughs> little known to them, uh, they're going to be really disappointed high school kids. Right. 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 I or smoked it once. sell it and get someone really mad at them. I, I was on the farm yeah. and <laughs> that's awesome. That's a great way to make some money, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tried it. I rolled it and smoked it when I was visiting last time because I want, I mean, I don't smoke weed. I don't smoke, I don't smoke anything. I don't drink, but I just wanted to try it. And there was like a very light buzz of some kind. I felt, I felt a little calmer for sure, but it definitely tasted like weed. I, I was saying to my brother, they should make hemp cigarettes for people who are trying to get off of weed because it'll be the same feeling and taste, but they won't get high. And uh, maybe it'll be a good way to wean off. <laughs> They do. There is companies selling hemp cigarettes. It's questionable how legal they are. Depends on what state you're in. But yeah, there's definitely people out there uh, that are doing that. Wow. So what does CBD stand for? Uh, CBD is just one compound. It stands for cannabidiol. And then it's just one of many cannabinoids in industrial hemp and cannabis in general. So what did that mean? Does that mean it's a molecule? What is it's a compound? It is. It's one molecule. It just so happens to be the one that is the most popular. And right now, the one known about the molecule that gets you high is the THC molecule. So now we have these other molecules in cannabis that we're starting to discover. Um, And there's there's over 100 of them. So THC is a molecule. And then uh, CBD is another molecule. And there's actually 100 hundreds of different uh, molecules like CBD in cannabis that are just not really known about. There's like CBN, which is a sleep molecule, and there's CBG, which is kind of more of a focus, kind of Adderall effect molecule. And so as people 
you know, now that industrial hemp is legal and people can breed these plants and really explore all of the different compounds and uh, medicinal properties that cannabis has to offer, I think in the next five years, we're going to see a lot of really good cannabis-based medicine and uh, supplements. So you think there'll be products that do what like Adderall does? So you mean something along the lines of actually making you focus more rather than relax? Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a CBG, which we're experimenting with now that will make you focus like Adderall. And then there's CBN, which will make you, which will make you go to sleep. So the next couple of years, we'll be able to have like custom tinctures and topicals that have different effects uh, on, on you. So what are the primary effects of CBD then? Uh, Aside from relaxation, I've heard pain, like it's great for arthritis. Um, but it sounds like it heal, helps you heal your Lyme's disease, which is a whole different thing because I don't know if that's bacterial or viral, but that's an infection that it helps you clear from your body. So, yeah, one of the main properties of CBD is it's anti-inflammatory. So wow. any inflammation that your body has, it reduces. And I, I think that's why it helps with the Lyme disease. And it helps a lot of people with like digestive issues and those kinds of things. Um, and it also can help people with anxiety. But I think it's really the anti, you know, inflammatory properties is why CBD is just so widely used for so many different things. Because a lot of the problems we have are just, you know, start with inflammation. Right. Mm. And you've probably heard thousands of cases already, anecdotal cases of people telling you, like, I use CBD and like my dog's cancer, I used it on my dog and their cancer went away or I used it on my knee and it stopped hurting. I had anxiety, went away. I took it, helped me fall asleep. Uh, are there some stories that you've heard that really stick out to you that may, other than your own experience that made you believe like, wow, this CBD is having a real effect on people? Um, yeah, so we have hundreds and hundreds of testimonials that people send in by email or um, on our Facebook or whatever through the website. There's the best stories though, that I like to tell are the pet stories, because those are the ones that you can't have the placebo effect. And those are the ones that, you know, are really working. And we've had multiple, multiple, uh, dog stories where the dogs have might've had like a hard time walking because they're older and they have arthritis in their hips. And then all of a sudden their owner starts giving them CBD and within a few days or a week, the dog is back outside running around. We people send people actually send us videos of their dogs playing and say, I can't believe this. My dog hasn't been running around outside in months, and all of a sudden he's playing with his tennis ball. We've also had people sending us videos of their dog's tumor over time and uh, watching the tumor shrink with just CBD oil. You know, a dog that in this one case, a dog that their vet said they would have to do surgery and remove the tumor and the people really didn't want to do it. And it was in its mouth and it's kind of expensive. And so they they started using CBD and the tumor went away after about six weeks. And the vets like couldn't believe it. The vets themselves were taking pictures and video and like in disbelief that this was actually working. Wow. And, And there's some interesting human case studies as well, I'm assuming. Oh, there's a lot of interesting human ones. A lot of older women who have like arthritis in their hands or their hips or knees, and they start taking our our tinctures or our topicals, and then all of a sudden they can make a fist again. We literally had a woman in our office last week who came in 
just just to show she was probably in her 70s just to show us like she came in and said i've been using your lotion every day for this long and i wasn't able to make a fist before and she came into the office to show us that she can now like close her hand and make a fist Mm. it was amazing you know you like really can't make this stuff up that's awesome when do you think the scientific evidence or, and, the, or, and the studies will catch up with the anecdotal evidence? Because it seems like it's definitely it's come out so quickly, there hasn't been enough time to really study it. Yeah, you know, what's, what's happened is the FDA has approved a CBD pharmaceutical drug already called Epidiolex, and it's really for uh, Dravet syndrome, which is like seizures in children. Mm-hmm. And so they've already proven that it reduces seizures in children. Um, and that's now a pharmaceutical drug. And because industrial hemp was just legalized and just taken off this like controlled substances list, only now are U.S. doctors and researchers really allowed to start doing clinical trials. So it'll probably take a couple years, I would say, before there's really good clinical trials out there. Hmm. Wow. Yep. And so for those of you who might want to know a little bit more about our dynamic, my my brother Al here is my older brother by a couple of years. And um, I lived on his couch for a year while I was creating Grounded Mind, my first meditation program. And so I got to live on this farm. It's a beautiful, gorgeous 200 acre farm in upstate New York, right outside of Ithaca um, near Cornell University. And it's just a really special place. The house my brother lives in is from the early 1800s and you could feel it. (laughs) The uh, land is just stunning. It's on top of the city of Cortland. You can see everything. It's right at the top of the hill. Oh, we lost your video again, Al. And uh, it's just magical being up there. And I remember when you started the the hemp farm, uh, the uh, vegetable farm first, right? So you were just doing vegetables, organic vegetables for a long time. And then you decided to transition over and also do hemp. Why did you guys transition over from just doing vegetables to also doing hemp? Yeah, that's a great question. So we love growing vegetables. We've been doing it for about eight years. you know, the farm was doing great. The vegetables were doing amazing, but really. Yeah. um, Don't people need food? (laughs) Yeah. And we're not, and we're still growing all those vegetables. So we didn't transition over. We just added a whole crap load of hemp. Um, Mm -hmm. One, because it worked so well on me. Like right away, I believed in it. Just like I believed in organic vegetables, which is why that's, you know, what we were growing. Um, you know, just in general, the healing power of food in our community and, and, you know, people eating organic vegetables to get healthy. And so when we started, when I started taking CBD and really feeling the effects of hemp at that time, no one knew what CBD oil was. People thought I was like a, a lunatic. I called the state department of agriculture and I got my industrial hemp license. And I was like, all right, I'm going to grow industrial hemp to make CBD. I was, and said, is that going to be allowed? And the state department of agriculture goes, what's CBD? And I said, oh, it's like an oil you, you get from, and they said it comes from industrial hemp. I said, yep. And they said, okay, sure, go for it. So no one knew what it was at the time. And I just really believed in it. I didn't know there was a huge market for it. I didn't know if we would make money, but it was just one of those things. I, you know, 
usually I make decisions just with my instincts and I just knew it was the right kind of path for, for me to go on and for the farm to go on. And so now we just do both and we grow a lot of industrial hemp and, you know, we're making medicine for people just like the food that we grow is also medicine for people. Yeah, that's great that it healed you. So then it, that gave you the the inspiration to just go go for it. How many acres do you grow of hemp? And then what's the like? I I don't know how they would measure it, but like what what would one plant or one acre produce in terms of the amount of tincture or salve or whatever it is you produce? Mm-hmm. So we grow about 40 acres of hemp and each acre can produce thousands of little tincture bottles. So we're growing a significant amount of it. And then um, we do the whole thing ourselves. We built our own processing facility that's certified organic and our farm certified organic. So we grow the hemp, we dry it, and then we uh, extract the oil from it. And then we mix it into our tinctures and we bottle the tincture. So we're completely, you know, vertically integrated company we do it all ourselves and it's all certified organic by the usda so cool and how do you use this witch potion so (laughs) so somebody's like somebody's watching or listening and they're like all right this sounds pretty legit i want to try some cbd so you you go online like you order a bottle and then you you like put a drop under your tongue what do you put it behind your ears do you rub it on your chest how does this work (laughs) You put it in the moon and you let it get charged up first. <laughs> only you have to charge it on the full um, with the moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> only in the full moonlight. Only in the full moon. Uh, no, you know there's there's two main kinds: the tincture or topical. The tinctures are the most effective, kind of uh, you know best value for your money. And what you do is you take a dropper full. It depends. There's different concentrations. You take a dropper and you do. You have a, it I might have tongue. a bottle I could show us somewhere, but continue. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I don't have one. I have one. Uh, but but yeah, you, upstairs. Upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you, you take a dropper and you just drop a full dropper under your tongue and then you hold it there for 10, 20 seconds and then you swallow and that's it. And you do that about, you know, anywhere from one to three times a day, depending on how you're feeling. And you do it every single day. You know, the thing with plant medicine, it's not like a pharmaceutical pill. Right. You're not just like, I have a headache, pop a pill, headache is gone in two hours. You know, the way your um, endocannabinoid system works is you really have to activate it. And you've got to take CBD every day for at least a week or two to really build it up in your system to really start feeling the effects. Anyone who says they feel it right away in five minutes is probably not true. You know, sometimes people do feel it within a day or two. That does happen. But you do want this to be like a consistent part of your wellness routine. Hmm. And you can just take it indefinitely. Yeah, you could take it indefinitely. There's been no, there's no studies out there that show any sort of long-term uh, negative health consequences. And just like with smoking marijuana, you know, people have been doing it for probably 10,000 years and no one's ever died from it. You can't overdose. Um, it you does know, the slow only your thing memory. that we tell people, uh, smoking marijuana <laughs> could What'd potentially do that. Slow, oh, what'd you say? Yeah. Like, it like, yeah, man. So, so in terms of, you're talking like a picture, in terms of like milligrams, I guess that's common measurement. How many milligrams would you yeah. want to take a day or in any given 
um, so we dose. usually tell people to take like, yeah, to take like a 20 milligram dose and do that, you know, one to three times a day. Okay. We have some people who, who take a hundred milligram dose cause maybe they're in a lot of pain or some people take more the pharmaceutical dosing, you know, for the, for the seizure people, they're at like 600 milligram or a thousand milligram doses. So when we're talking about 20 to hundred milligrams a day, it's a very, very small right. amount that has a pretty good uh, pretty good impact. Mm. Now the, you said, oh, go ahead. Well, you mentioned this phrase of, uh, I forget how you said it, cannabis. Um, God, now I can't think of the word that you use, but the system that intakes it in the body, receptors. Do we have yep, like a the endocannabinoid system? system? Yes. What is that? Tell me about that. Uh, I'm not a super expert on it, but there is a whole series of your receptors that are specifically geared to compounds found in cannabis. And a lot of people think it's just because the way humans evolved with the cannabis plant around them all the time, that we have those specific receptors that only uh, cannabinoids, um, you know, can Attached activate. To. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. And, and so maybe we could talk a bit about using CBD for sleep as well, because that seems to be one of the most common usages right Uh, and i've used it for Mm -hmm. sleep and it definitely does seem to work so somebody's listening going you know what the only issue i have is sleep so what they get what size bottle what milligram how how do they use it so when i need to take it for sleep i usually take 40 milligrams right before bed drop it under my tongue and within half an hour i'm definitely super relaxed and then it helps me it's not that for me personally, when I had bad insomnia, it's not that I couldn't fall asleep. I couldn't stay asleep. So I would fall asleep for two hours, wake up, you know, try to get back to sleep another two hours. So when I take about 40 milligrams right before bed, I could just sleep for six to eight hours straight through without waking up. So that's what it's really, uh, really good for. Mm. Interesting. Wow. So if you need help sleeping and you don't want to smoke weed, you can take some <laughs> CBD. I like that. Yep. I used to, tr- I tried smoking weed before bed. When I got Lyme disease first, I got my medical marijuana card here in New York. Our mom might and be so- listening to this. Actually, she listens oh, to every yeah. episode. <laughs> Can you bleep this part out? Can you edit it? Nope. Too late. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Uh, and I would, I, so what ha- I would smoke weed before bed and it would just keep me up all night. Like I couldn't relax enough. I would get so high. I'm very sensitive. Uh, to weed and alcohol. And so I tried it and I was so sensitive that I just couldn't get to sleep and I would be high for hours in the middle of the night. It was probably just as bad as having insomnia. <laughs> Start thinking about <laughs> aliens and shit. Like right. it just, yeah. Insomnia with the a little of paranoia thrown in. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Six episodes of Joe Rogan later, you're tripping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the part where I would just imagine there was all fairies all over the farm growing the vegetables for me and making sure that they were all healthy and doing good. That's right. That's right. So um, CBDs become so prolific. It's it's everywhere. I mean, there's I go to uh, Air One, which is a supermarket here in LA. I think it's the most expensive supermarket in America. I buy like one thing, you know, <laughs> like a little bag of candy, and but they have an entire section just for cbd pro- cbd products and the same in whole foods there's like same seems to be entire here. sections yeah. and sprouts uh there's so many 
companies, doesn't it feel like there's just a, a saturation now in the market? And what do you do about that? How, how, do you, how can you tell the difference between a good company and a you know, mediocre one and one that's just like full of water? Right, right. So there's a lot of really bad CBD companies out there. And the reason there's so many bad CBD companies out there is because there's no real regulations from the FDA mm. or anyone about labeling and how it's made and what's in the bottle. And so what we usually tell people is that to find a good CBD brand, you want to look for a few things. The first thing is usually you want a full spectrum product. The full spectrum means that it has, it's the whole plant. It has all the cannabinoids, has all the terpenes, and it has the most healing properties. There are products out there that have uh, no THC in them in case you get drug tested. But in general, most people want to get a full spectrum product. So that's step one. Step number two is does the product or the bottle or whatever have a QR code on it that scans to its a third party test result? Because there is no standards, you kind of have to do a little research into the companies you're buying from. And what you want to see is transparency. You want to be able to see the test results, make sure there's no pesticides, there's no metals, that they're using a third party to test it. And it's actually, uh, you know, if the bottle says 600 milligrams, there's 600 milligrams in the bottle. There's so many companies out there who will advertise 600 milligrams and I'll look at their test results and there's only 200 milligrams in the bottle. Mm -hmm. So you're getting, you know, you're getting ripped off number one, but worse, you know, you're taking it for medicine for healing properties and you're not getting the right dose and then you don't feel better. And that's really the worst part of it all. And then finally, you know, the best companies to use are your local companies that are seed to sale, kind of like we are, that they grow the plant, they process, they bottle, they have control over the entire thing and that are you know usda certified organic the hard part is there's only few companies in the country who are usda certified organic because it's so new we happen to be one of them um, and so any consumer we always recommend to get a usda certified organic product if they possibly can and so if you're listening to this and you live in america you might know the supermarket Wegmans, right? So you guys are in Wegmans yeah. across the country and soon to be in, maybe when this episode comes out, also in Kinney Drugs, right? Yeah. And then, yep. cool. Those are probably East Coast because I've never heard of Wegmans. Oh, they Wegmans are. They're, awesome. all, they're, all, they're all in the Northeast. And we, yeah. <laughs> so we sell a lot, in, a lot in those stores. And we also sell in a lot of uh, like, you know, the health food stores, natural grocery stores, food co-ops, those kinds of places. Mm. And usually what we found, and that's, that's a great point, David, of like where to buy your CBD. You might not want to buy it from, you know, some gas station or video <laughs> store right. or vape shop. Really, if you're wanting to buy a quality CBD for medicinal purposes, you want to go to your food co-op or your lo local health food store, somewhere where there's someone at a counter who actually knows what they're talking about and can help you choose the right products. That's really, really important. Yeah, because there's yeah. no way I'm going up to a product and going, let me see how their test results are and if they're full spectrum and like, <laughs> there's just no yeah. way I would do all of that. It's just no. too heady. It's and too I would difficult. hope the buyers right. for Sprouts or Whole Foods are vetting the company that they, they're getting. They are. Those ones are like even Wegmans and Kinney here in the Northeast. They actually look at our test results and they look at all our licenses and they come and visit the farm and they make sure oh, we're nice. following. Yeah. And they make sure we're following the rules and 
you know, making the best product because they don't want to sell anything that could either get people sick or doesn't work because if it doesn't work, no one's ever going to buy it again. Right. So. And so it was just, I believe in January of 2019 that the U S federal government legalized hemp across the board, right. To be grown industrially. Is that right? Yep. Yep. December of 2018. December of 2018. So at the time of the recording of this podcast, it's been less than a year uh, since this whole thing has been legal. And there's thousands of companies that have popped up. What do you, how do you see the market for this going in the next like three to five years? Do you see like half these companies going out of business or the fad dying out? Um, you know, you've invested so much of your time and energy and money into, into growing this. And it's so much like the Wild West at this point. Uh, where do you see all of this going? Yeah, that's a great question. Firstly, I see a lot of the companies that are not doing things right and are making crappy products. Once real regulations kick into place, they'll be gone. Mm -hmm. After that happens and we discover different, not just CBD, but different combinations of cannabinoids for sleep and focus, that the market will only grow. And eventually what's going to happen, I think, is the pharmaceutical industry is going to try to take this over one way or the other. Right. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but you we work with like one. a pink. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing a hemp shirt. Okay. That's right. You're Watch in your the basement and He's in a bunker in. right now. <laughs> yeah, in a bunker. <laughs> Hoarding Campbell I have suit. so many. I have, no, I hoard seeds. I hoard <laughs> seeds just in case. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, and, and look, in all reality, uh, we, work, we work with a, a doctor and a pain clinic up near Albany, and they focus in getting people off of opioids. And they've actually been using our CBD oil for the past year to get their patients off of opioids and switch them onto CBD oil. And the way they know they're doing it is because they drug test them every two weeks. So they know there's no more opioids in their system and the people come back and there's a social worker. So once we start seeing things like this happen and people getting, you know, reducing serious pain and getting off opioids and onto a natural product, this is where eventually I think the pharmaceutical industry will step in. They will try to tell the FDA to regulate it one way or the other, and they're going to probably try to take over the market because it will signify really big losses to them. And it's not just CBD, it's medical marijuana and cannabis in general across the country. It's a, there's our, in the states where marijuana has been legal, opioid use is already proven to go down. So mm. it's, a, it's kind of only a matter of time, unfortunately, before the pharmaceutical industry comes in and tries to monopolize this whole thing. But hopefully there'll be a lot of small farmers like myself all over the country that could kind of resist a gigantic corporate onslaught. Yeah. What kind yeah. of gro- what in terms of the farming side, what kind of growing conditions does um, the hemp plant need? Can it grow anywhere across the country? Yeah, hemp could pretty much grow anywhere in the United States, anywhere around the world for the most part. You know, we grow it just like we grow tomatoes. We start seedlings in the greenhouse in May here in New York, okay. and then they go outside and they go outside in June, and we harvest in around September, and then we're done for the winter. And so anyone who grows vegetables or has a vegetable garden can absolutely grow their own CBD crop, and they could even make their own medicine if they wanted to. It's just that you need a special permit and licenses. So that's kind of where it gets a little tricky, but in general, it's just like growing vegetables. Right. Okay. 
Well, I'm in Colorado, so we, um, I think, I forget what it was. I think it was, you could have like a six plant limit on marijuana now and just in town, anywhere here, people can grow That's it. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm high uh, right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's stores on every On gluten-free cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so there, you know, Al, when me and you were growing up, there was many, many decades ago, back in New Jersey, in the first 13 colonies. <laughs> I remember James Madison stayed at our house. And <laughs> when we were growing up, there was such a stigma on marijuana, like such a stigma. And it's so funny to me now. I live in California. You know, Cody lives in Colorado where it's legal and there's like no stigma left. The mm -hmm. other day I was, I walked into a store and I thought it was, uh, I, I thought it was a men's clothes shop. And I looked at the line. I was like, Oh my God, there's a line of men out the door. There's like 40 guys in <laughs> line to buy clothes. This is great. It must be a great clothes store. I'm looking around, where's the clothes? And it's turned out to be a marijuana shop. <laughs> and it was just, and it was, there's no other lines in any other store. Uh, it's just, just when I was visiting Cody, we stopped at a gas station that was selling marijuana. Gas and grass. <laughs> gas and grass. This is station. <laughs> I'm the only person left in the state of California that does not smoke marijuana. And <clears throat> it's so like the, t it's so funny how much the tide has turned on this. It, it's really incredible. Mm. Like it seems like it happened overnight almost just wild because when does. we were growing up it was so not it was so taboo to smoke weed in public and uh oh know. yeah we had to go to do dare remember dare drug abuse oh right since education we had to do a whole program oh, right. anti-drug yeah. program that's where you learned yeah, where to get the weed you're like all right wait that's right yeah <laughs> so yesterday i was yesterday i was walking to the den meditation studio where i teach and there was this woman walking in front of me across the street and i thought for a moment oh maybe she's coming to my class and that she stopped and lit a joint and was right on the street and i was like no she's not coming she's already there yep. you, you, you know what's you know what's you know what's crazy is here, even in New York, so we sell at the farmer's market, vegetables and CBD. When we first started selling about a year and a half ago, people would stop at our table and be like, so surprised. And be like, is this legal? What is this? And we'd have to have 20 minute conversations and explaining everything to them. And now, and nowadays people just come and they know exactly what it is and they just throw money at us. But two, what's even more interesting is all, all the little old grandmas, all of a sudden, they just like whip out their vape pen and they're like, look what my nephew sent me from Colorado. You know, and they're like so proud of their vape pen. And I'm like, grandma's getting high at the farmer's market. Like, this is crazy. Like, what is going on here? You know, so times definitely have changed. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's like, and, and it's not even legal here, but no one, you know, even the grandmas don't care anymore. That's just wild to me. So we've got this molecule that's been around forever inside of hemp. There's these, I don't know if they're even conspiracy theories. I just think it's true. There's right. That hemp was made illegal. So the cotton industry could monopolize growing 
cotton for clothes back in, I don't know, the 1800s or early 1900s. Is that right? Uh, yep. It was, it was the early 1900s. And, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of conspiracies and it really is true. It's when plastics were starting to be made from petroleum. And so <clears throat> hemp was a big threat to the petroleum industry. And that was part of why it was made illegal. And also hemp and, you know, marijuana in general were made illegal because if it, it was a racist thing. A lot of people in the South, you know, a lot of African-Americans, a lot of Mexican people, you know, they were smoking marijuana. And so the American white people didn't like that. And so they called it the devil's weed and it was going to make girls go crazy and do all of this stuff. And they, and they used that kind of propaganda campaign to make it illegal. And between that and the plastic and the cotton industry, um, yeah, hemp's been illegal for 70, 80 plus years. Even though during World War One, World War Two, they actually made farmers grow hemp to make hemp rope because all the whole Navy used hemp for all their ropes because it's the strongest rope that you can, that you can make. Oh, really? Wow. Mm -hmm. So we wait, we lost so much time in terms of developing this product. We lost almost an entire century just because of special interests, which I think happens <laughs> often. There was this electric car yep. thing. I think they started too. <laughs> that was, yeah. Like yeah, in 1918 now, now, or something. Yeah. 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 And now people are using hemp to actually make graphene for batteries. So potentially oh. in the next 10, 20 years, we'll actually have hemp batteries and a whole bunch of other stuff besides just the traditional clothing. Seriously. If you wanted to grow clothing, uh, hemp for clothing, that's a whole different plant. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a whole different plant. It looks, it's really tall and it looks more like bamboo and you need huge, huge tractors to harvest it all and big combines, big machines, and a lot of it. You know, we grow these little Christmas trees and we plant them by hand and we harvest them by hand and like we take care. We love them all individually uh, because we're making medicines. So it's very different than, you know, big industrial farming. Mm. Fascinating. Wow. Very it's such a such an interesting topic. And even though you're my brother and I've used your CBD and I know about it and I, I tell my friends, I still feel like I know nothing about it even though I've been there watching you guys process the whole thing. It's, it's like this mystery to me, but you've, <laughs> you've cleared it up today. The electric car, the government, all the conspiracies. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. I understand. What now. form do you sell it in then? So there's the tincture you talked about. Is there a yep. lotion, a salve, a, yeah, lotions. <laughs> yeah, all those things. Lotions and salves. Those are really nice for like muscle pains or like a direct spot on your body that might hurt. And then we make like soft gels and like pills. So people who might not want the taste, they can just swallow them. And, um, and we're currently working on some new stuff, actually like pain patches we're working on right now that are that we've been testing that are really, really good. And we're working on some uh, CBD beverages that are really nice. And uh, flavorful and the fast acting. So we're constantly in the process of developing new products. Oh, nice. So CBD infused yeah. drinks. I've yep. seen those in like a uh, seltzer water or a lemonade yep. type thing or cola even with CBD. Infused. That's fascinating. Yeah. And cool. um, okay. So someone's listened to this episode all the way through 
uh, they've got obviously have some kind of issue <laughs> and they're like, all right, I get it. It's really hard to find quality CBD, which is definitely true. Uh, how do they go about finding some? So what's, what's your website? And like, how do they, can they, can you order across state lines? How does it work? Yep. It's legal and all. 50 states, so we ship all over the country. If anyone wants our CBD specifically, they can go on our website, which is headandheal.com. And so they go to Head and Heal, and they'll see all the different products we make, and they can just shop online, use their credit card, check out, and we'll ship them their box within a day. Otherwise, if they don't like doing online shopping, they just go into their local store and ask for their organic full-spectrum oil and start from there. And, and so do they want six, I, I've seen like 600 milligrams, 1200, what, what's an average person need? The average person starts with a 600 milligram bottle for ours. They're color coded. So ours are purple. So people go on the website, they get a purple bottle and they start with that one. Eventually, if they're taking it and it's working, they kind of step up to a higher concentration and get a 1200 milligram green bottle. And those are really the two most popular things. Our lotions and our salves are also really popular um, for people, athletes and people who have like muscle pain. They really like those too. So you've mentioned yeah. a couple of times this idea of full spectrum. What, what does that really mean? And does that still have THC or full spectrum is just of the, the CBD plant, that particular plant? That's a great question. So the full spectrum does have THC, but it has under the 0.3 legal limit. Ah, okay. and, so, and so a lot of people say that you, the full spectrum is the whole plant, all the compounds in the plant extracted and put into that oil. And what happens is the THC and all the other cannabinoids and terpenes, they have something called the entourage effect. So they all work together. They all have their own healing properties. And that's kind of how you get the best medicine. The downside with that trace amount of THC that if you're like a truck driver or EMT person, someone who regularly gets drug tested and you take a lot of full spectrum oil, you have the potential to actually fail a drug mm. test. It's a, it's a small potential, but it's there. So we do tell people to be careful a little bit because we don't want anyone losing their job or anything sure. like that. And it's, and it's too bad because state, some states like Nevada are starting to make it illegal for employers to do drug tests on their employees because they have legal for, for uh, marijuana because they have a legalized, you know, marijuana program. And so they can't really justify people losing their jobs over, you know, smoking weed. Right. So I would just, I always try to tell people just on the full spectrum has a little bit of THC just to make sure you're not getting drug tested at work. Gotcha. Hear that, guys? Don't get drug tested at work. Call out sick. Say you hurt your back. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. We actually had an EMT person who was taking, they hurt their back because it's a hard job. And he kept coming to the market and said, oh, I'm on all these painkillers, but I can't take CBD because I might fail a drug test. But he hated taking all these painkillers because they're really not good on your system. And so one day he just broke down. He said, I'm just going to try CBD because I'm so tired of being addicted to all the painkillers. And he started switching to our CBD oil and, you know, he loved it. Um, but he definitely is taking some sort of a, a risk there. But he, the being on the painkillers was worse than potentially one day failing a drug test, I guess. Hmm. Wow. 
Fascinating. So here in LA at the, where I teach at the den, they have classes called CBD infused meditation. And this like the most popular class because everyone's like, yo, hit me up and then I'll just lay back. I have personally haven't taught that one, but I just thought just right now I should get some of your CBD and just introduce that to my classes and just experiment on everyone like little mice and see what happens. <laughs> what do you just randomly put drops in people's mouths as they're meditating? That's to see right. What happens? See. Oh, David's now Are you in the tolerable. astral yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You could have a CBD what six happens, shot what opening class and just right. rub it on That's their right. forehead. <laughs> what happens if they realize that all they needed was the CBD and not the actual meditation right. class? It's dangerous for you, David. They uh, might all just bail, walk right out the door. Leave me alone. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little sibling thing going on here. Although Alan <laughs> meditates too. He's, he's just goofing. <laughs> Alan <laughs> wanted to true. do this. Alan wanted to do this interview while he was pacing outside on his farm, and uh, we, me and Cody, were like, no, you gotta come <laughs> sit. Gotta sit. <laughs> Put your video on, man. We gotta see you here. Although it would have been uh, cool if you walked I, us I have, around. Yeah. Right. Well, it's getting snowy here in New York, so not oh, a time right. to see. But I, I do like, I do like walking and thinking and, and talking. But hey, I've meditated plenty. Me and David spent a long time in India together, living in the Himalayas and an ashram. Uh, we've done lots all of sorts stuff of together. Cool stuff. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Except uh, my brother wouldn't let me be any part of the uh, CBD company. He said something about me not having any skills. Right. <laughs> now I because. Uh, my daughter, what was it, a year or so, year and a half ago? Oh, you ago? went to his farm. Yes, we were we were up in upstate New York checking out colleges, and we happened to be like a half an hour from his farm. And so we drove over a very impressive farm. Uh, it was beautiful. <laughs> I, I loved it. And I love that organic, right. the feel of a, a farm like that, because I grew up around farming. But uh, your Alan did uh, make it pretty clear that the year that David spent there, he was pretty worthless in terms of helping on the farm. <laughs> I said, oh, did David farm? He goes, not really. No, <laughs> no. Much. I have very soft hands. <laughs> yeah. I have to keep them we, healing I hands. Helped. We'd be working. Like farming, so. <laughs> We'd be well, we'd, Cody, we'd be working out in the field. You know, we, we're, we're, we're up at, you know, dawn working it's already like three four hours into our day all of a sudden david comes strolling out he just woke up and flip-flops and no shirt and a cup of you know tea or something he's like hey guys what are you <laughs> and up everyone's to? like what do you what are you doing yeah i'm like man guys this looks like hard work you should hire someone to do it <laughs> So how many people how many people work on the farm now? Oh, in the peak season, like right about now, we have around 20, 25 people working here. Wow. So it's a good sized crew. Yeah. It's amazing. A lot of a lot of people at lunch, a lot of people at lunchtime. Yeah. And you also have a uh, a CSA, which for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's when you uh, it's like a membership, right? Where you get a box of vegetables every week during the yeah. season, fresh oh, local do. vegetables, and the farmers choose what it is. And I've been a part of that. I've sat uh, and watched all the people come pick up their vegetables. It's really cool. It makes such a community vibe. And um, it, it's is it yeah. still going strong? 
Yeah, the CSA is doing good. This is actually the last week now that we're getting into the Thanksgiving and wintertime. But yeah, we we feed about 150 families a week with vegetables. They come, they grab whatever's fresh, whatever's in season, and we give them recipes and help them cook all the stuff because, you know, you need help making all the kale. That's the thing. There's a lot of kale. <laughs> they need... You need some advice on that one, but no, we people love it. You know, it's such a good way to promote eating healthy and eating local and really expanding your cooking skills. That's awesome. Hey, little Timmy, here's some kale and some CBD to go with it. <laughs> and Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Don't you grow Brussels sprouts up there? I think I saw some Brussels sprouts. Oh, yeah. I love Brussels sprouts. Love Brussels. Most people don't. Yeah, we love them. Ew. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> That's There's awesome. some good ways to cook up where. Yeah. So, it, and, oh, lastly, uh, so you you had this awesome article in the Wall Street Journal the week after Senator Chuck Schumer, who if you're, I know we have a lot of listeners who are not American or even some Americans who don't pay attention to politics, but he's the second most powerful senator in the U.S. Senate. He's the Senate Minority Leader. He ended up on your farm doing a press conference. Uh, and promoting hemp, which would be unheard of a couple of years yeah, ago. He's, yeah. The backdrop was <laughs> huge marijuana-looking plants and a U.S. senator and my brother and TV cameras. How did all that happen, Alan? It's like crazy. Biggest, one, of, one of my biggest accomplishments. Uh, you know, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> I, I, do, I, do, I, do. I, I do a lot of advocacy work on hemp regulation and hemp policy here in New York State. I'm actually mm. the president of the New York State Cannabis Growers and Processors Association. And so a lot of what I do is I spend time with politicians, helping them make laws to keep hemp uh, safe, make sure that all the small farmers can keep growing it and do it profitably and not have to compete with, you know, honestly, hemp from like China and keep a good, safe local industry. And so through that, I just I made a lot of connections and one of the problems we were having is banking. I've been kicked out of banks. I'm banned from PayPal for life. Uh, we had a hard time with credit card processing on our website. And so Chuck Schumer heard about it and he said, this is ridiculous. Hemp is legal. You have a business. You know, we have 25 people working at our farm and then another 25 people at our, our uh, head and heel company. So we have like 50 employees. We're just a small little local business and had a hard time just getting a bank. So Chuck Schumer showed up and he said, I'm going to write a letter to the, you know, banking regulators telling them that they have to allow hemp uh, banking and clear all this, you know, clear all this up for you. And so that's how he got here doing a press conference. It was oh, awesome. Wow. <laughs> and did that's it happen? Amazing. Did yeah. he clear it up for you? Yeah, it started like a week later, the credit unions all opened up and then wow. um, we got, a, we got a new credit card processor. So, you know, these things take a little time. This was just a couple months ago, but yeah, it's absolutely making a difference. So it's amazing when, when that happens and politicians actually do something for and normal so people. Changes. Yeah, that is amazing. I remember <laughs> hearing uh, when marijuana became legal here in Colorado, Shortly, maybe six months or a year later, there were these news stories about how they couldn't bank and it was becoming a problem because they would have so much cash on hand in these yep. stores and it was becoming dangerous <laughs> and they had to kind of figure out how to solve that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yep. It's still an issue with the marijuana company somewhat. It's getting a little better, I think. But even with us, you know, the banks just one bank one day just returned all of our money. 
I just got a letter in the mail saying, okay, we're closing your accounts and we're sending you a check next week for your full, you know, account balance. And that's a really scary thing when you've got a lot of employees because we have payroll and you need right. a bank. You can't, How do you, you know, yeah. so. Just hand so, out cash. I mean, we found another one and I know just handing out hundred dollar bills everywhere. So yeah. we got around it, but you know, those are really hard times for a small business. It's, it's tough to navigate those things, but um, it's clearing up a little bit. And hemp is going to become one of, you know, New York's biggest cash crops now for CBD oil. So people are finally, I guess, starting to pay attention. Yeah, oh, very cool. Thank you so much, Al, for coming here and sharing all of your wisdom and taking some time to make fun of me with Cody. I really appreciate <laughs> that. So if you are listening or watching, uh, I was going to grab a bottle of hemp uh, of CBD to show if you're watching on YouTube, but it's in the other room somewhere. But if you want to get my brother's CBD, uh, locally grown, organic, blessed by fairies, does everything you can imagine, <laughs> heals everything ever, uh, it's headandheal.com. We will put a link in the description. And what? why don't we, Al, why don't you make us like a discount code or something? Let's make a discount code. And we'll make it Energy Matters, the discount code we'll put yeah. in, the, in the link. So That'd if anybody wants some, we'll give them a bit of a discount if that's cool. I'll just say that before asking you. Could we, we'll yeah. just give them a your discount. your brother. You just say it and then now you have to do it. Now you got to do it. Now I have to do it. That's, that's right. Uh, and uh, and so, if, but if people, before they want to buy something, if they have questions, can they like email you guys? Yeah, they can email us. They can call us. We have someone answering the phone. You oh, know, awesome. Normal business oh, wow. hours. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We get a lot of questions. I mean, it's one of those things that it needs a lot of education. So we try to be really good in our customer service and really helpful to people who need it. Well, yeah. that's why we wanted to do this episode. To oh, yeah. Educate. Sure. Yeah. And also, yeah. are you are you hiring? Because if this podcast thing doesn't work out, I might want to come <laughs> work on a hemp farm. Every day, Cody. I hope I hope you're more useful than my brother, though. I mean, oh yeah, geez, that was yeah. rough. I know how to work. I know how to work. <laughs> Good. He he only showed up for lunch. He just came to eat free lunch and right. then went back home. <laughs> Cody, newsflash: this podcast doesn't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> We've been going for like three years, and uh, you know, we do it. We do it out of love. So, uh, Al, thank you so much for for being here and and educating us on this new phenomenon that is CBD. I can't wait to see what else you do with your company and what else happens with the product. I really do hope that it helps millions of people heal and maybe they'll find some other incredible uses, and you'll be on the cutting edge of that. And I will watch. (laughs) <laughs> from <the laughs> yeah so uh, thanks for being here man all right thank you guys for having thank me you, so Al. much great yeah thank yeah. you everyone for listening to energy matters go rock and roll get some cbd if you need some healing and we will see you on the next episode take care all right bye guys you've been listening to the energy matters podcast with cody edner and david gandelman Brought to you by IntuitiveVision.net and GroundedMind.com. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud.com.